Huh, the preacher? You're what? You're not a priest. Hey, this is Category 3 Podcast, and we're going to talk about the snake in, snake in the eagle shadow. Today, I am joined by my good friend, James Shergan, who has been host, co-hosting the podcast with me. James? How's it going? It's going well. And I'm also joined by our common good friend, uh, Inyaki. Inyaki and James also host another podcast called Film to Film, and he is... Uh, doing a special guest appearance here with us. Inyaki. Hey, how you doing? <clears throat> doing good, doing, doing all right. Thank you guys for joining me. So um, I am super excited to talk about this movie. Did you guys, when did you guys watch the movie? I saw this on Thursday. So we're recording this on a Saturday. So I saw it a couple days ago. Uh, my second, second time viewing this, I saw it... Um, I think over a decade ago for the first time. So it's been uh, a hot second for sure. I want to say that we, we watched the movie together, James, at your place when, back when we oh, were did we really? living in the same apartments okay. building. I think um, okay. Kevin, I, Kevin might have been yeah. with us as well, and I think he gave up watching this movie halfway through, if I recall correctly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's too bad, because I actually feel like the second half of this movie is... Uh, a lot more entertaining than the first half in in a certain way, but I'll I'll be curious to hear your guys' opinions there too. For sure, for sure. Inyaki, when did you see the film? Uh, I I watched it today. Uh, I I think I was the only one who watched the uh, dub version. Although I did watch a little bit of the sub version, the Cantonese version, uh, uh-huh. just to see if it was matching. So I got to watch a couple of fight scenes twice in one day. Interesting. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So James and I both watched the the subbed version. It's definitely a little bit more work because you have to read the subs. So uh, also, like, yeah, I would be. I would like to hear more about like what you guys thought about the movie. Um. <clears throat> James, Yaki, you want to go? Oh, oh, <laughs> sure. I can. I can go. Um, I like this movie. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, I. Uh, I think, uh, I guess my general view of it is that Jackie Chan, for the first half, I feel like he's still sort of growing into the role. I mean, you have to kind of realize that this is like a very, very early Jackie Chan role, mm-hmm. and I feel like he kind of benefits a little bit from just knowing who Jackie Chan becomes, because mm-hmm. I think he's actually not a great actor, like a great comedic actor in the first half, and then I think eventually, um, once he's able to do more of like his stunts and like once he's able to be a capable martial artist, I start to enjoy the film a lot more. Okay. Um, like I feel like he kind of doesn't quite have that shtick where he's like a novice down mm-hmm. yet, and I obviously that this is like a similar character to the ones that he's played um, later on, where he's like I don't know, he starts out as like in uh, not an expert martial artist. And he has to kind of pretend like he doesn't have the skills that he does have. Mm-hmm. And then by the end, he's yeah. he's just going balls to the wall. Yeah. Um, and for me personally, 
I think he's much better in this film, uh, in sort of that balls to the wall portion of the film. Where That's he's, a uh, great observation. You know, he's he's making cat cat's claws. Uh, he's jumping on Russian priests, and he's uh, uh, just like using two fingers and just <laughs> doing some surgical incisions right in the groin area. I think that stuff is uh, is fantastic. I mean, he awesome. actually killed someone Always like that. that. Yeah, he killed the Russian like that. But Inyaki, what are what are your <laughs> sort of thoughts on the movie? How would you like it? Um, I, I agree with James in that uh, like when. After seeing many Jackie Chan movies, you know, you, you have an expectation where, and, and because of that, you give him a pass on the first half. Uh, mm-hmm. He is not that good in, the, in this movie. He's not very expressive. He's not very uh, comedic. I mean, the movie itself is basically a comedy, mm-hmm. I would say, but uh, Jackie, Jackie Chan is not the most comedic actor in it. Um, mm-hmm. And... Uh, and in, indeed, in the second half, he gets a little bit more into that. But even then, though, he's not like he's a lot more serious in general. He he doesn't have the faces. He doesn't have uh, as much of the comedic elements that he has in in, in other movies. Uh, he's the old man is a lot. I mean, the old man and actually a lot of the other characters are are better or more comedic actors or more clownish than Jackie Chan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in comparison to later films uh, uh with that said um you know i mean the martial yeah. arts itself is very <clears throat> so, enjoyable so i would say yeah I, w- I think i agree with both of you on the on the whole comedy part i think jackie chan kind of it feels like this is the starting point for him to figure out that that element of like you know fighting and then also learning to react and you see some kind of semblance or some like reactions of him doing that, but he's not very expressive in doing that. But mm-hmm. eventually he kind of goes on to become the master of like, you know, person who fights, but also feels the punches that are laid on him too, while he lays punches on other people. Right. So like he's de- he definitely like makes you enjoy the fight. Uh, in his future films more so than than he does in his later films than he does in this one um, yeah <clears throat> but i thought I thought like the action was pretty great yeah i I agree with James like second half was when like it starts to really go um, <clears throat> overall, it felt like a very enjoyable movie, and then the mm-hmm. cat calls cat clawing cat calling i i don't even know cat calling uh was cat, cat claw. claws but the the cat noise the cat meowing i don't yeah. oh yeah yeah uh is also the yowling <laughs> cat howling is also pretty fun um <clears throat> so so i'll just quickly go over the plot synopsis that's on imdb and you guys let me know what you think about it um an orphan who has been raised at a kung fu school where he is treated as a little more than dog's body and practice target for the students has a life-changing experience after helping an old peripatetic peripatetic beggar. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the person who wrote the synopsis was studying for the SAT. They, they really wanted what to trick me here. Dog's body peripatetic. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? Peripatetic. Yeah, Inyaki, you're the esquire here. You tell us how to say these yeah. words. And also, please explain what peripatetic is. <laughs> I did not <laughs> yeah. score really well on my SATs. But yeah, Inyaki, do you do you yeah. also agree with the the synopsis? Would you add or change anything? 
I mean, you know, the the wording itself is a little bit um, <clears throat> weird. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, it's a, although, like okay, a 17, so, 78 so, movie, so they didn't put a whole lot of effort into maybe writing the synopsis. I, I will say this. I actually looked it up. Uh, you see, that, that's what uh, the Esquire is for. It's looking shit up. And it's a person who travels from place to place. Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fair enough. So, like, kind of like a, a nomad, but not there. quite, right? Like, it seems like travels yeah. from place to place while kind of working. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like, uh, it's based on, uh, our, like, Aristoteles, uh, his way of teaching or whatever. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> the whole point is that okay, sure. definitely an SAT word that no one would remember and we had to look it up. Um, no. Yeah, I give this synopsis a two out of five for its word use. <laughs> I know Great. lack of common English right there. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean now, now you got a word for Scrabble though. Peripatetic. True. Nice. Yeah. All right. So like no real general disagreement with with the synopsis. I think like another way to phrase this would be like a documentary about how uh, Cat's Claw was a. Uh, was uh, figured out, invented. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could do a mockumentary about that, I guess. <laughs> it, I, I would call it the beginning of catfights. The beginning of catfights. All right. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll go into the general info about mo the movie. So this is a movie that was a kung fu movie that was released in 1978. Uh, the movie made something like two and a half million U.S. dollars back in that, back in that time. Um, it was what, like top twelve grossing in Hong Kong and top two or top five grossing in uh, Korea. Apparently, uh, mm. made most of its money in uh, in Korea. Like, hmm. counted for inflation based on Wikipedia, it would probably be close to like. 12 million-ish in today's dollars. So... Wow, that's a lot, actually. That's a pretty yeah. significant... Like, seems not like a super high-budget movie. I don't know how much... What the budget would be back in that day for making these kind of movies. Don't have a whole lot of experience, but... No, it, I mean, it doesn't look like a very expensive film, and Jackie Chan at this time, I mean, this is, I think, largely his breakout role, and they had a young director here... So my yeah my guess is that this film would be very cheap. Um, I mean I guess in regards to the Korean stuff, I mean notably the uh, villain in this film, uh, the kickboxer is Korean. So I wonder if that played into uh, the Korean box office. Oh, maybe interesting. No. Yeah. Perfect. So um, that's where all the budget went to. <laughs> the kickboxer to, to hire Lord Chang. Chang Lee. <clears throat> yep. Nice. Yep. Nice. Um. Yeah, so so decent movie, like a pretty good success for Jackie Chan and the director. Uh, we can maybe go into like what would you guys think about the the starting of the movie and the soundtrack? Um, Did so you have I, any observations about the soundtrack? Uh, I I mean I thought it was very seventies, um, but or yeah, very seventies, very of its era, although. Um, uh, my partner who was around me when I was watching the movie 
had mentioned, wait, isn't that the theme from uh, Charlie's Angel? And, you know, I didn't look it up, but I, would, I, I wouldn't be surprised that it was. I was just like, probably. <laughs> I mean, like... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, these, these, uh, these Hong Kong films are, are famous for just jacking whatever music they want from, from other yeah. films. Not very uh, respectful of the copyright. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, uh, given that factor, I feel like, you know, they picked the best, like, theme songs from probably many shows <laughs> and movies. Yeah. I mean, I kind of feel like the soundtrack doesn't 100% fit, but I also kind of love it. I, 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 it, I, it just, I don't know. It, it's weird songs to be playing to like an ancient Kung Fu film, but you know, it's enjoyable. I mean, like it contributes. I mean, I feel like this film, you could easily pick apart accuracy and all that oh, stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but uh, I mean, like <laughs> if you're just going to sit back and, and let like, oh, cool. Charlie's Angels themes come on. Apparently there's something from Star Wars and Carrie too. Great, bring it on. <laughs> Let's just bring on the greatest hits. Uh, I, I, I'm happy to watch Jackie Chan doing snake noises uh, uh, to these great songs. I, one thing I do want to add though is, I mean, there are moments where it's a little bit jarring on the, not so much the music choice, but the editing of the music, where it almost feels like, and this is the reason actually why I watched the, 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 the um, the the both the dubbed and the sub version in certain fights is because you would have like this really silly music and then goes into really serious and then silly right away in a very jarring manner that was well not great not subtle let's say that and i was curious if they've done that in uh, the other versions and yep that's that's how the sound editor was like oh this one punch will have a serious note and then we're going to go back to the clown music so, yeah, <laughs> I, it kind of has that amateurish uh, uh, feel that is also kind of charming in a certain yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to the soundtrack. I de definitely didn't know that it was kind of uh, taken from Charlie's Angels or all these other things. But it seemed like it seemed to go mostly well along with it. I'd say there were definitely parts where, like Inyaki said, that it kind of just seemed out of um unusual i guess i don't know i'm not finding the right word for it um the cat's cat calling or clawing or uh cat meowing that just like <laughs> was the most ridiculous part i thought that they actually like edited that in along with other background noises and stuff and and they oh, kind what? Of the sound that. effects were amazing <laughs> They use that in fighting too. So like, if we like, if we had to compare, like, the, there are two main kung fu styles that are kind of being referred to in this movie, right? Like the the eagle claw and the snake claw, um, and mm -hmm. or eagle fist and snake fist, and uh, apparently like neither of them have the snake sound or eagle sound, but I guess snake does have a little bit of sound, right? Like when when he does the movements, I don't know. Or are they just? Yeah, I mean, it it, it it has its distinct sound, but it doesn't. It doesn't I mean, feel like a snake I don't know sound. If you heard that sound, and you'd be like, "Oh, that's a yeah. snake." <laughs> and apparently, yeah. And then they they decide to like definitely put a very distinct meowing sound for for all the cat stuff, uh, cat claw stuff. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think that's for comedic value. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, They're very serious fights, though. Like for for the second half of the movie, where where you see him develop the cat claw and stuff, I thought like all the acrobatic that uh, Jackie Chan did, and also the, the fights, they were actually more serious fights than the first half of the movie. So it seemed kind oh, of yeah. interesting that they decided to. They might have done it from like a serious perspective, where they thought like, oh, let's why not edit this in and then, but it just it actually turns out to be way more comedic than it turns out to be like a like an addition to the the fights and stuff maybe i i think that they did it purposefully as a comedic factor i mean like Uh the movie the movie at the very end makes fun of the cat claw by having the 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 old man saying like i don't like that name (laughs) we should change it to something else you know because it, it That's is, fair. I mean, <laughs> I think I, I think that uh, the directors, the director, the writer, they had they definitely were laughing when they wrote all of this. I mean, <laughs> Jackie Chance learns the technique by seeing his cat killing a snake, a and cobra. from that, a, a cobra, whatever, but it's a dangerous snake, right? Yeah. And yeah. from that, he he trains on a beach for one montage. And he masters this <laughs> brand new technique. <laughs> and I, I think, you know... But it was I, all the cat meowing in the background that helped yeah. him kind of gain that real insight. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I like the unit of time you're using. The one montage. <laughs> one montage one ago. Montage he didn't time. know it. And now one montage later, he's, he's ready to go. <laughs> That's another thing. Like, I mean, this movie is, is full of montages. The first montage is kind of a small one where, where like, you know, after learning a little bit, playing around a little bit with the old man, Jackie Chan kind of wakes up the next morning and finds that the old man's gone. But apparently he had the time to, before he could leave, draw and write all the steps that he should follow. Uh, and then Jackie Chan learns learns those steps by following those steps on the ground, which... Which was great, I thought. It was very entertaining, the way he figured out. And, like, they keep going back and forth to the the old... The interaction that he has with the old man. Now, now I, I gotta ask you guys. Because I, I, I saw that scene, and I was thinking, mm-hmm. is that really all you need? You know, a little writing saying, move your arms <laughs> and, twist ar- and twist around. And then seeing those steps, and from there you can do... Uh, a double backflip and, and, and like triple <laughs> air kicks. <laughs> like, I mean, I thought it was a great scene. It was a great training montage. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I mean, again, I go back to it. This is a comedy. Like that to me was <laughs> the director saying, "Laugh. This is hilarious." Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's not realistic in any fashion of it <laughs> although I, I really wish i could learn I mean, just like so, that i mean somehow that's like the less that's the more realistic montage i mean i i think i agree with whoever said that the the cat one is even more ridiculous because he literally he doesn't get any human instruction in that <laughs> and then all of a sudden he's beating like this eagle style where like the opening the eagle style guy's like i've killed three thousand snake style people <laughs> and then he just watches a cat kill a kill a snake and he's like ready to go one montage later by the way, that cat is one badass cat for for what she looks, he or she or it looks like. 
uh, to, to be able to kill a cobra. Um. <clears throat> Aren't cobras venomous? They are. They're extremely dangerous. Um, so it was really surprising be... that the cat was just, you know, like it had a little bit of blood on, on its face, I think, but it was able to kill the cobra. Which we my, didn't my re- see the mm-hmm. dead cobra, by the way. We just see the cobra disappear, apparently. Right. My, my, my question is, how many cats did they kill for that shot? I <laughs> hope they didn't use a real cobra. <laughs> oh, I think they, they might have. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm not wrong that out. Exactly. There are not very many good, real model-looking cobras that they could... Uh, or model cobras that they could use, so they just put a real cobra... It was moving. I mean, I don't think they they could afford an animatronic, so it's a lot easier to just find a cat on the street. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we. I don't yeah. want to go in this line of thought process here, so I'm gonna try to <laughs> um, try to change the topic. The the other so so the first half of the movie is where where Jackie Chan is kind of this unwanted kid who's just kind of a punching bag for everybody in in a school that he's helping um the one of the one of the interesting kind of plot points that ties things together is like getting the magistrate's son to to train i thought that whole sequence was really funny across like going across two different schools and like how the magistrate's son kind of gets the gets one of the guys to like do do the fighting or break the three bricks and stuff what did you guys think about that part i i thought i also thought it was funny i i enjoyed that part um uh, i i thought it would be uh i have in my notes uh, like would you watch a tv show with donald trump taking around like 10 year old baron <laughs> trump to different kung fu schools and, and and have baron trump tell them to break bricks and stuff and the answer is hell yes. I would be totally into that. <laughs> I would watch that ten episode Netflix show. So, right. Donald, if you're looking for another gig, I got one for you. I I want I want to find I want to find a school for my son. He's very good at fighting. Some people say he's the best. <laughs> that was a terrible Trump impression. I just I don't know how like how Donald Trump would handle like one of the school intru- instructors calling uh, Baron Trump a pig, or well, will they, become they like fixed a pig. It. They yeah. fixed it. They were like, oh oh yeah, he he he's big like a pig. I mean, um, a growing uh, a growing a growing bull or something like that. <laughs> An ox. An ox. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, like the kid was always eating. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think for me this that was the like the funniest bit of the whole movie. Like that sequence, like the moment you know that that sequence was happening was was going to be pretty fun to watch and stuff. Like just people like comedy kind of ensues from that sequence in in either of the schools. Yeah, <clears throat> I it is funny also how like they all tried to sort of sidestep that the kid was chubby saying like, "Oh, he has such a strong torso." <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. a natural I mean that that kid would definitely qualify for the vaccine in Washington DC just saying <laughs> alright uh, so we're, we're, I think we're, we're fat shaming too much fat shaming the uh, kid yeah 
we we're just we're just we're just pointing out the uh, comedy of 1970s. Uh, whoever's listening, please do not get mad at uh, the host who brought this up. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so, what were some of the highlights for you guys in the movie? Like, what were some of the interesting points um, that you would like to bring up? We can go through the plots here, plot here, and I'll try to bring other parts mm -hmm. up. But I would like to hear more from both of you of what you would like to discuss as well. <clears throat> I've got one or two, but Inaki, do you have something you want to toss out? Uh, I'm the guest, so I will make my comments as things go. Fair enough. Okay. Well, Meat's hosting this episode, so I'm also uh, going to let him take the lead. But uh, I thought one uh, that was interesting, and uh, kind of your comments at the beginning made me think of this too, is uh, the old man. I mean, we haven't really talked about the old man, who is played by the... Uh, director's father yeah. mm -hmm. uh which is interesting oh. uh and uh you know jackie chan frankly isn't that great until he's able to really use his physical attributes mm -hmm. uh like halfway through which i mean i think are fantastic and up until that point i feel like the film is really really carried by scenes like the one we just talked about with the magistrate's son mm -hmm. but also with with the old man i feel like the old man really carries the film early mm -hmm. on and uh uh, I think he does the, uh, I mean, I looked up the guy and I wasn't sure if it was going to be like a younger person dressed up to be like an older person, but the guy is actually legitimately mm -hmm. old and he's doing the physical comedy really, really well. Um, so I actually uh, enjoyed that part. I feel like that's enough to sort of keep uh, keep you interested um, in the first 30 to 45 minutes of the film before uh, Jackie Chan becomes the badass. Yeah, he, I, I would agree with that. Like his fights in, especially like the, the first one where... He's escaping the the landlords while holding his like bowl of rice. It's a pretty enjoyable scene. I I'm curious if there were any um, any like doubles uh, or if it was all him. Um, but I mean, even the scenes where you do get to where you are seeing his face on him doing the things that he needs to do. I mean, I probably wouldn't be able to do those. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, who knows? I'm pretty sure yeah, there I were mean, doubles. My guess would um, so so I yeah, I looked yeah. I looked just like James. I also before watching the or while watching the movie, I looked him up, and so once you realize that he's 59 years old, then you kind of focus more on his fighting scenes, and mm. that's when you realize that there are times when like you don't see his face and probably is a double doing some of the stunts and backflips and stuff. But yeah, that's um, what I thought. What's what's impressive is like if you don't know that fact, um, the the action that the old man does really blends in with like his stunt double, so you do right. really believe that it is the same person then there. They do a really good job of that, actually. Well, I mean, let, let, let's be yeah. clear: if either if both of us, if all three of us were to fight him, he probably would kick our ass, like the actor. I don't well, know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I mean, the guy was 65 when this film was released, and he died the year after. Holy so, shit. I mean, like, it's kind of kind of crazy that <laughs> that he's so old uh, uh, during the filming of this. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I think probably there were uh, plenty of double work, but, mm -hmm. I mean, he's clearly doing at least mm -hmm. some of the stuff. Yeah. Uh, just because, like, these films, they're not, these are not, like, the Bourne Supremacy or whatever, uh, which I guess is now kind of a dated reference where they're cutting uh, every five times per second right. or something like that. So you can really cover up a lot of stuff. It's like 
they are not cutting that fast, and I think it adds to sort of the physical impressiveness of all of the performances overall, but especially uh, Yuan Su Tian, who plays the old mm-hmm. man. Um, just because, uh, he, I mean, he clearly is doing at least some yeah, of the stuff. I would say he's probably doing like 60% at least. Uh, those are the moments where you can see his face, and he's doing some crazy shit. Um, I, I would yeah. say, so following from what James said, um, what I do like about this movie and a lot about you know many of the classic kung fu movies is that is that you don't get that many cuts and you do get to see amazing performances mm-hmm. completely uncut and there are many moments where you know like most of the time you know that they're holding the punches they're not punching someone else but the falls those are real gravity still hits them on the ground and mm-hmm. even the old man took some heavy falls or not falls but like he would bounce on the ground to do crazy shit and and you're like all right uh you know mm-hmm. i'm impressed I, I don't know if matt damon could do that <laughs> <laughs> probably not probably not yeah yeah you Yu, and sutin um also does another film in the same year with jackie chan uh, the Drunken Master. So I always get confused these two films actually and the, the action sequences. Um, mm-hmm. But there there are different films. Well, we'll come come back and discuss those two, compare those two films, or we'll discuss a little bit about the two films. But um, well, we're uh, at I saw it, the Drunken. I, I think well, I, I'm gonna give a quick warning. I saw the Drunken Master when I was back in high school, so that was... I, I haven't I haven't seen it either. So we'll just kind of discuss at a high level. We won't like go super in depth or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. Um, so the 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 montages in this film are are there are three montages in the film, and technically, if you break down the second montage, there are that breaks down itself into like three different montages in my opinion like there there's like it goes on for a couple of minutes and then uh it almost tells you as though like it's going to be like this is the second montage is where Jackie Chan is training with the old man to the this where he's learning the snake fist or snake claw uh style right and um um Basically, it, yeah, yeah, it breaks down into like, you can break it down into three more montages uh, where it has like start, middle, and the end where he eventually learns the snake's fist. Uh, but I, I just had a more generalized question about what you thought about the montages and like, would you, is this the right number of montages? Would you have done fewer or more montages in the movie? Wait, so were you talking about that there's a montage within a montage? within a montage it says like the inception it's um, not the uh, montage, montage. <laughs> christopher nolan's new film montage. montage. <laughs> <laughs> um i mean I, I think so i personally i love montages uh from all movies i i think i i would i would say this movie has three montages i wouldn't say there's a montage within a montage within a montage uh you know, like you got different kinds of montage. Two of them sure. were more of two. Of, you know, were more of like, oh, he's training and getting better. But like one of them is the full art montage. That's a, I feel like a classic. You know, seventies, eighties trope for movies where the person starts off shitty, then it's a little bit better, and then it's a master. I mean, even uh, uh, Kill Bill uh, Volume Two, 
you get that type of montage i wouldn't say that that's three but it's just one solid one you know like a solid full montage mm-hmm. um i would say that the amount that it has is it's fine because the movie is well paced uh like if it had more or if it had less i don't know if it would be this equally paced so i don't know if i it's an interesting question you bring because i'm like the answer would to me would be i don't know right if it had only one montage maybe the movie would be paced poorly and then it's not as entertaining or maybe the mm-hmm. the director would have done something different and still be great uh what do you think james I mean, ordinarily, I feel like I'd recommend from having as much montage as this film does, but I think it kind of pulls it off, so I'm kind of okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I, I mean, they're, they're entertaining. I mean, like, having music over training, I mean, it's a good way to go. Yeah, they're, they're all kind of sort of like what, what Inyaki said, right? They're, they're, they all also achieve sort of different purposes, I think, like... The second montage also feels a lot like he's bonding with the old man, whereas the first montage and the third montage are kind of training only. Like, where mm-hmm. second also has training, but it seems like it's a lot more like having fun with the old man training montage. Yeah. Um, I also really like the second montage. It was it was kind of it was funny and like the old man kind of makes all the training bits seem effortless, and I I love how they like act like. The old man has a lot of th- strength compared to this 24-year-old who's who's just, like, getting his butt kicked by the old man while he's sitting and eating his soup. Uh, <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. <clears throat> so, yeah. In my opinion, they were all, all very fun. I guess they, they achieved their purpose, which was to show that, like, at different levels, he's, he's getting better and better and better. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it was fun. I think one of the highlights for me... Uh, in the first half of the movie is also uh, Jackie Chan um, trying to fight back or trying to uh, get away from being a punching bag but still ends up becoming the punching bag and then just runs away sulking. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed that. And that was probably one of the funniest things in the movie that I observed. This is one... Are you talking about when he... He defended himself from uh, the chubby kid, and then um, <laughs> got his ass beat by the the teacher of that uh, of that uh, school. Yep, yep. So that's that's like the third time he runs away, and that's when he actually runs away from the school. Mm-hmm. But there, like, there's a couple of other times where he gets beaten up too, and then he just runs back to his room where the the cook you kind of see him interact with the cook and stuff but i just i thought i thought like (laughs) young jackie chan kind of getting beaten up and then sulking and running away was pretty funny it was definitely one of my like kind of under uh appreciated highlights of the movie for me oh interesting uh (laughs) i i it's funny because like I think those were like supposed to be the drama scenes, but, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. When you notice that they keep using that same run and sulking over and over and over again, it just becomes funny, funnier uh, the and funnier. La- I will agree with the last one, but the first, the first one I think was supposed to be dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I'm not sure if you're just a really dark person or if it was the movie's failure. <laughs> what do you think, James? time was, was sad, but then, like, you kind of just, you, you look at it and you go, like, wow, okay, this is, this is funny. I mean, I, I think I probably mainly agree with you. <laughs> I think they're, <laughs> I don't know, I'd have to rewatch it. Okay. I, some of those scenes I tend to tune out. <laughs> A little yeah, bit. so uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I I'm struggling to specifically remember the moment, so I can't. I don't know that. Uh, I James, really I will I will play it out for you. <laughs> no, actually, so the first one he, he he's used as as the dummy, and they beat the shit out of him, and then he goes to the back and like dunks his face in like a bucket of water. That's the first one. The sec the second okay. one, uh, he gets kicked around. And then he kind of runs back, but then the old man finds him. So they kind of yep. eat together, and the old man is like, "Oh, you got the, the you going in a fight?" He's like, "Yeah." And then he kind of runs away. That one, it's kind of weird that he runs away, but okay, whatever. Then the third one <laughs> is the one where he defends himself from the fat kid, and the fat kid leaves the school, and the master, the the teacher, beats the shit out of him. Yep. And he the runs away. Master kicks. Yeah. Hits him. Yeah. Uh, and he runs away in that one. So he fights the one where he fights Baron Trump, and then uh, uh, the teacher kicks yeah. his ass. Yeah, yeah. Bill I think, Barr. I think the third runaway is essentially <laughs> kind of what kind of builds up to the 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 big montage, essentially before. Yeah, like, and then like helps the old man first. Right, because that's <laughs> when uh, he, as he runs away, he finds the old man be, uh, being stabbed. But uh, the third one is funny, maybe in that. As he's running away, he kind of stumbles onto a tree branch and he kind of hits it. Like he goes, <laughs> and he hits the tree, the tree branch. I think that was funny. I'm not sure if that was like left accidentally. Um, I am with James in that I usually tune out those kind of scenes because those are like very common in old school movies too. <laughs> like I must say, in in a way, like. In a way, this movie is very standard in the sense that, like, yes, it's comedic and you have comedic uh, aspects of it, of it. But plot-wise, it is the poor guy who gets kicked, you know, who gets the shit beat out of him over and over again. And, you know, this old man trains him. I think, mm -hmm. I mean, technically, they did it first. This movie is what did it first. But Karate Kid is probably, like, a remake of this. Now that I think about it. Well, I don't even think this film did it first. I think there's plenty of uh, Cantonese films that did it even before mm -hmm. this. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this hits a lot of the... I agree with your overall point that this hits a ton of the tropes. Uh, but I don't know. I think there's a couple things in it that do transcend it a little bit above those films. Oh, no, for sure. I'm not, At least that's my view. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying that this is just like the other ones. I'm saying that because it has those same tropes, like the, the scenes where Jackie Chan is being kicked and treated badly i think are not supposed to be comedic <laughs> like, <laughs> like in the check in the checklist of the tropes it's like sad moment <laughs> i would so. agree i would agree but i think like as you as you kind of grow as a movie watcher and you kind of realize that they're using this trope and they're using it over and over again to let you make you sympathize with with the with the protagonist that's mm -hmm. when it starts to become a little bit funny. And then you just see this same repeated pattern. Um, oh, okay. Um, 
<clears throat> All right, and then like there are two main fights I think, in my opinion. Like one is uh, depends on how you see this movie, but one is where um, Jackie Chan fights with Shang and essentially gets his butt kicked, uh, and then finally they have the final fight. Like, what did you guys think about those fights? Um, how do they compare to other movies? Any <laughs> any opinions about those? So the two fights with Shang. Yeah, yeah, the final two fights with Shang, Lord Shang. Inaki, you want sure. to go? Sure. Um, so I'll start with this. What I love about this kung fu movie, I mean, kung fu movies in general, but I mean especially this one, is that there's so much story, being uh, story being coming out of from those fights, like mm-hmm. through the fight moves. The like even the even even in the in the moves in what they're saying while fighting, you get so much out of it. Like there's so much plot within that, um, and I do like because in, on the first fight, uh, you know, uh, uh, Jackie Chan is being tricked. He thinks that this is a friend, this is mm-hmm. a teacher, and um, because of that, it's a friendly fight. But as a, as as the watcher, you're like. I mean, this guy could kill Jackie Chan at any second, because this is a bad yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, so there is that like danger uh, sense, sensation, but at the same time, based on the dialogue, even even you know from the from the uh, the bad guy, the antagonist, uh, you see that it's playful uh, as a fight. As for in the se- the second one, it's a fight to death, and. The intensity is uh, the intensity is like up to a thousand. Um, the dialogues are is completely different. I mean, the, you do have silly dialogue because Jackie Chan is still saying his silly things, like uh, you know, like "cut your snake" uh, that kind of stuff as he's like dick slapping someone. But um, <laughs> yeah, and it's like you can't yeah. find it. <laughs> <laughs> but but I mean, cell phone. I, I would say that, that that was one of the more enjoyable things in this movie is that you can really uh, experience the, the different fighting styles. Or I mean, it's, I don't know if fighting styles. Yeah, the, the intensity of the fight between the first one and the second one. And how, you know, much of a foe the antagonist is. Right, right. James, what do you think? You know, I'm going to actually have to disagree with you, Meat. I, I, I like both of those fight scenes, but for me, the ultimate oh. one is the fight with the Russian. I, I should rephrase. I will <laughs> rephrase. And then you call me out. So second fight, uh, in my opinion, com- yeah, consists of like Russian as well as Lord Chang. That's how I see it because they're almost okay. continuous. Like essentially he kills the Russian uh-huh. and goes to Lord Chang. Um, so you can you can just call it three fights because it's different folks okay yeah i mean for me uh yeah i guess i mean i agree with a lot of what inyaki said i mean it's just a real delight to see i mean both of these guys uh jackie chan i think even the russian Mm -hmm. um as well as the korean kickboxer uh hong jong lee Mm -hmm. uh it's like these guys are all in their 20s they move around super well they're great athletes and i feel like 
for the most part, the direction is like not really there as far as like cutting and doing fancy stuff with the camera. They just kind of show these guys go at it, mm-hmm. and I, I, I really mm-hmm. like that. Um, especially once Jackie Chan is just fully unleashed uh, by this point, and there's like there's like a minute at the end of like him finishing the Russian fight scene that if you're like making Jackie Chan's like Hall of Fame wall, it's like this has to be like the first thing that you put on it this being the first movie and stuff like that the part where he just starts to like contort his body culminating with him going into the cat's claw and uh uh just like jumping on him like screwing on his head the russian guy does a fantastic job of just selling it where he's like ah <laughs> and then complete with just the groinal assault and the guy going and then just dying i mean to me, that is uh, that 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 was just like I I mean I had to rewatch that part a couple times. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I mean that that stuff is just uh, that just stuff super worked for me. Um, uh, and the other two fight scenes with the Korean kickboxer, they're they're great too. They're good. Uh-huh. I, I feel like the Korean kickboxer is definitely probably a better fighter than the actual Russian mm-hmm. is. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, and uh, seeing them go at it at the end. Um, I mean, it's good. It's good. I really like it. The Korean kickboxer, I feel like he kind of gives the impression of just being, like, really uh, powerful. I mean, like, they they opened the film with him just, like, killing his 3,000th snake-style person. So you know he's a badass. Um, and uh, I don't know. I, I guess I don't have quite as much to say about that fight, but uh, it's also a really good fight. And, like, those are just stacked both in, like, the last 10 minutes of it, uh-huh. too. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's a good way to conclude the film. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I I found it funny that it was kind of a or not funny but an interesting that it was not a necessarily like a very intense intense fight with the Lord Chang the first time uh, that uh, in the second half that uh, Jackie Chan fights with him. It's more of a kind of friendlyish fight, but that still results in him developing the cat claw almost like. It almost feels like that's the reason why he goes back and then like develops the cat claw. If I'm if I'm recalling it correctly, um, um, and then when he comes back unleashed, he kind of he does find the the snake with with the Russian and destroys uh, his groin area with the cat claw. That that tells you that cat claw is definitely better than the the eagles eagle claw style. Um, well, was the Russian so, really okay. fighting Eagle Claw, or was he just swinging a fucking sword? <laughs> he was mainly swinging <laughs> a fucking sword. I mean, the other part that made the Russian part so great is, like, he kind of looks like Jesus, too. I know. So. <laughs> he, he's also a preacher, right? Like, he's he, or posing as a preacher in the first half of the movie. Yeah. So. I mean, he looks a little like Inyaki as well. I mean. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the funny part, is, like, when he meets the, the preacher, and he's like, wait you're the preacher and he's like nope I've, i'm kind of ganged up with the eagle clock gang and and you know yeah um he's just no i'm russian i'm like oh okay you're, you're, <laughs> all right good enough he's like <laughs> i know it's really random it's like i'm no preacher i'm russian and those are mutually exclusive <laughs> i'm automatically a bad guy um, uh yeah can, can i can i talk a little bit, bit about the be, uh, like the the preacher or the priest yeah. yeah yeah all i gotta say is that i loved how this movie treated him when he was supposed to be a 
the priest. Every single time he gets his ass beat. First one dealing with that skull is like, no, don't fight. It's a sin. It's a sin. And someone like slaps him. I'm just like, sinner. And then they just like, <laughs> like hit him much more. And then uh, later when he's like knocking on people's doors as a missionary. Uh, and then this woman is like, she's he's like, I would like to get the sin out of you. She's like, what sin? You get out of my house, you round-eyed devil! <laughs> runs into some racism, accidental racism. I guess on purpose racism, but I mean, uncalled for. Uh, I mean, we would call reverse racism, but for the fact that this is in China, so that's racism for towards white people. <laughs> but, like, she just beats him with a fucking broom. <laughs> like, after all of that, I'm like, is this guy really going to be a foe? Like, yeah, sure, he has a sword, but, you know, like, he lost all fucking dignity. He got beat by a fucking broom. But that's when he was posing as a preacher. He wasn't unleashed either. Yeah, still, you know, he got beat by a racist old lady hitting him with a broom. (laughs) Well, maybe the uh, Eagle Shadow Clan was the most uh, progressive of the time. They they recruited all kinds of uh, people from different walks of life. Uh, they got a chef. They got a, a they preacher. Got a, 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 a Russian preacher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, all these other places just have is a bunch of like twenty to thirty year old Chinese guys. That's true. That's true. Uh, although, I mean, the preacher even got shoved into a fucking brothel. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't um, know. I'm just saying. Yeah. So off. Of the two styles or the two clans that are going on, it's never explained, or it's never. Un- I never understood why the Eagle Shadow is is going after the Snake Snake Clan and uh, and killing off those people. Do you kind? Do you do either of you kind of understand why the why the rivalry is there, other than to make the movie? Uh, I don't think there's anything else to understand. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I mean, that is also a very common trope uh, in in these films. It's just like two rival kung fu things, and one of them is almost wiped out. So, I mean, it's kind of just, uh, I don't know. I, I'm not sure if there's too much to unpack beyond that. Did you have anything on that? Well, <clears throat> let me uh, fix my glasses here. Um, so you see, you're completely missing the uh, praying mantis style, which also showed in this movie. That's right. So <laughs> it, it's all an actual zoological allegory where the eagle catches snakes, snakes eat praying mantises, and cats kill all, of the, all three of those. There we go. Okay, that, that makes sense now. I can't believe you mentioned the praying mantis style. That guy with one guy following the praying mantis style gets his ass beat. <laughs> he wait, wait, wait a minute. No, he completely destroyed one school, and then he got his ass kicked by Jackie Chan at the end. So I mean, like he even defeated Fair Jackie enough. Chan's like original master. Like that guy was not weak. That's true. He he he. He kicked the two interim masters that were at the the Master Hong's school. Uh-huh. And, and also Jackie Chan's master. Like the or the actual master. When the master goes and challenges the uh, the original master comes oh, back. Master and Hong. Decides, That's yeah. right. Yeah, and he challenges the other school. He defeats 
all the uh, teachers there and then fight the, this guy with his praying mantis style. But if Master Hong, I, I imagine Master Hong was also using the snake style and so was Jackie Chan. So like Master Hong basically lost because he was old and not because the style Wait, was bad. Master Hong was using, I don't think he was using the, the snake style. I don't think Hong was the snake style fighter. That's how I interpreted it I mean, because he gets attacked by Shang in the at the very beginning. Uh, no. I don't think that's I don't think that's Master Hung. Me, not all Chinese uh, people look alike. <laughs> Hold on, so you guys are saying that the guy in the New beginning we that end gets up attacked is not point. Master Hung? No, dude, no, no, no. That guy, that guy also dies. Yeah. So. Oh, that's right. So I mean, unless Master Hong was a, a zombie, which was not, um, complete different person, complete different fighting style. Fair enough. Okay, I, <laughs> I totally confused the two. I phased out when the when the guy in the beginning actually dies. I thought he runs away, but yeah, the part I phased out at is the part where they get uh, is like the person who tries to poison them at at the end. I was like, wait, who who is this? <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh, it's the chef. Oh, that's right. It, it took me a moment there. <laughs> I mean, he was limping. That that was always the giveaway for me. It's like, because in all these movies, there's uh-huh. always like one small characteristic that defines them. <laughs> like either a silly mustache or something else. He was always limping. So that's what got me. Mm, there you go. Interesting. Yeah, I... I thought that twist was probably just the worst thing in the whole movie where he tries to kill it and then he shows up trying to like Lord Chang is already dead these two ki- killed Lord Chang like why would you like kind of come and let let them know that he you tried to kill them <laughs> He's loyal yeah. He's loyal I mean well, isn't this more of a almost like a family or cult thing like each style was basically like a cult so it doesn't matter yeah. that the the master was killed. Like the the eagle claws were against the snake fist. Period. It's almost like Romeo and Juliet. You know, like you don't need to know why they were they hate each other. You just know that they do. Fair enough. It's just it made me sad that eagle's claw, eagle shadow clan would live on by the most ineffective killer. But then he. he but then I was okay because he dies too at the end. Now, I, I will say something that will sound ridiculous, which I usually do in these things. But I actually kind of like the, the idea because the, this cook actually was like the only good guy besides Jackie Chan. Like the cook was, you know, mm-hmm. he, would, like, he was really nice to Jackie Chan. He was nice to the old man before he knew who the old man was. So it shows to you that uh, this bigotry against these different clans transcends the goodness of uh, the individual. See, he was a good guy, but then when he realized that this were the, <laughs> the, 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 the like evil, the, the the other clan, that's when the bigotry kicks, kicked in and tried to poison them with hot tea. Inyaki, could you do a fifty-minute lecture on just this point? <laughs> oh, I definitely could. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how bigotry transcends uh, 
uh, natural kindness. There you there go. There you go. There we go. A treatise on snake on an eagle shadow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually didn't have a huge issue with Me the ending uh, personally. Uh, uh, I th- I thought it was kind of an excuse to just get one laugh in mm-hmm. a- at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I also didn't treat it as seriously as uh, Inyaki's interpretation. Was there. Um, uh, because if you end at just them um, killing the eagle guy, then it kind of just. Uh, I mean, that ends very typical to how right. most other kung fu films, but the way they do it, it, it ends on more of a comedic note where the two get to walk off and uh, tell a joke um, because they don't drink hot tea. <laughs> Which they set up really, uh, like they did set, set that joke up for a while too. Yeah. Like as a twist, actually, it was like one of those twists, twists that they did leave like breadcrumbs that were very obvious. Yeah. And the whole time, too, you're just like, there's no fucking way that this chef is going to be the one to kill him, too. Uh, so it is a little absurd. Uh, but I actually didn't have a huge no. issue with it. It is kind of a silly ending, though. Fair enough. But it's a Fair silly enough. movie. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I agree. I agree with the part about adding, adding a little bit of humor before ending with the last joke. So wait, neither of you two <clears throat> agrees with uh, my analysis of uh, the bigotry within this man? <laughs> being greater than uh, the goodness of his heart. I mean, I need to hear the whole 45 minute or one hour lecture before I can kind of commit to agreeing to something like that. All right, well, I'll, but, I'll but just not sell, right now. <laughs> I, I will just sell you, send you the scholarly, the well-researched scholarly article that uh, I, I'll write about this. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Thank you, Inyaki. It'll be on JSTOR um, uh, in the future. <laughs> well, you can uh, you can be the change my mind guy on this. There we go. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so ju- just a couple of things that I wanted. One other thing I wanted to bring up was uh, other kung fu movies. The two other mm-hmm. kung fu movies that I know of that came out the same year were Drunken Master, directed by the same director. Um, with the same lead, Jackie Chan, and same bad guy uh, who plays Lord Chang, uh, and, and, and same the same old, old man. man. And so that's why this movie always confuses me with the, the drunken master, although it shouldn't because they're still fairly different. But at least uh, like now the plot lines are more clear, but as a kid, I always like, when I watch, I always thought Snake and the Eagle Shadow was also just the drunken master, but it's clearly a very different movie. Um, it's just interesting to see uh, that that came out the same year. And then another one that uh, probably Inyaki and James have seen much more frequently than I have was Crippled Avengers, which also came out in 78. Um, The classic. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think Crippled Avengers overall is probably the least famous of the three. Uh, I couldn't find any box office information on the two, on that one. Uh, For Drunken Master, it made like 12 million or something along those lines. Uh, Let me see if I can find the amount. So it was much more successful. Yeah, the Drunken Master was like the top film for Hong Kong, a top or top two films for Hong Kong and, and uh, Korea. And then it was also released in Japan. Apparently it scored 
it made close to 15 US million dollars that year. And then uh, f- adjusted for inflation, that comes out to be like $59 million. Wow. <clears throat> wow. So that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so what was your question about? I that? guess, I don't know. Like, how would you compare it? How would you rank the three movies if you, if you had to? I know Inyaki hasn't seen The Drunken Master in a while. Um, but just from memory, if you had to. The Inyaki, do you want to go? Sure. Uh, I mean, like, these are three very different movies. Um, and then, again, yeah, Drunken Master, I haven't seen in a very long time. I know, like, Drunken Master is sort of like a, it's like a, a, a cult classic. Uh, I would say more than th- this one. It's more famous than mm-hmm. this one because of uh, the drunken fighting style uh, on, the, mm-hmm. on its comedy. With that said, I mean... I don't remember much of the Drunken Master. I don't remember the plot at all, to be honest. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I mean, this one has more of a plot based on my memory, so I would rank this one higher. But, again, that's based on my memory, so that's a very bad uh, ranking style. Uh, as for the Cripple Avengers, uh, I mean, it's not a Jackie Chan movie, so, but, mm-hmm. but it is a classic Hong Kong film, sure. Um, I mean, Cripple Avengers probably actually has almost more impressive martial arts in the sense that you do have uh, I mean the, the characters are handicapped by the mm-hmm. plot so they have to do stunts that are very impressive due to those handicaps um, and I forget it was like the frog guy who was just like fucking buff as hell and like I don't know it was just a lot more brutal as a movie too so right um I mean, I, I don't know. Like they're all, they're they're like the first the the two Jackie Chan ones are kind of comedies, and then the Cripple Avengers is more of just like a hardcore Hong Kong film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say people should watch all three of them, but I mean, to rank them, I have a hard time doing it. To to like rank them against each other. I think I was just talking in terms of, like, your favoriteness or likeness for them. You don't necessarily, like, not necessarily going into the categories. But if you don't feel comfortable, I won't force you to rank them. (laughs) Yeah, what's your ranking? For, I don't know, like, they're all probably sevens. Sevens or eight. I mean, sevens or eight. Okay. Uh, What about you, James? Okay. Uh, I think Inyaki is right on about uh, Crippled Avengers. It's a very different film than Mm -hmm. this. It's definitely more of just like a violent Mm -hmm. B-movie. And it's done by Chong Cha of uh, Shaw Brothers, who is really known for those sorts of, uh, that sort of style with like a lot of that really red blood uh, paint. I don't think you see a single speck of blood Mm -hmm. or red in this film. Um, You see a little bit on the mouse. uh, Oh, there's a little blood in the mouse. He's dead. Okay. <laughs> well, funny you mentioned that, actually, because uh, I think at the last scene, I was looking at the trivia right before we started. Let me see if I can pull it up right now. Uh, but uh, the kickboxer, the Korean kickboxer, accidentally uh, uh, knocked out some of Jackie Chan's teeth. So you can see the Whoa. gap in between. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, 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 you see it. So in... In real life, it was quite violent, actually, Apparently. it turns out. Wow. Uh, but but they don't show all that much blood compared to something like Crippled Avengers. Um, Drunken Master, for me, I'm in the same boat as Inyaki. 
for some reason, I remember Snake and Eagle Shadow way better than I do Drunken Master, even though I've seen them uh, kind of around the same time. Mm -hmm. And I think I kind of like Snake and Eagle Shadow more, but I'm a little hesitant to make that judgment just because it's been so long. Um, but uh, for me personally, I actually rank uh, Crippled Avengers at the top, uh, followed by Snake and Eagle Shadow, and then Drunken mm. Master. So that would be my uh, my imperfect ranking. That makes nice. sense. This How is, about you, This me? is exactly why I asked, because I think in m my personal opinion, and from just from a like a very, very non-objective subjective perspective i i like i'm with the masses and i like the drunken master a lot more than i like either the snake and the eagle shadow or the crippled avengers although i would recommend all three of them as well i think yeah the when i watched the crippled avengers with you james probably also 10-ish years ago uh, i think i was falling asleep through parts of it uh, i found it like a little bit more serious than than um than I was typically used to at the time for, for Kung Fu movies. Uh, the action was definitely great. But there's something about, like, Jackie Chan just getting beat, beaten up and, like, being funny that's so well done, uh, more so in uh, Drunken Master than it is done in The Snake and the Eagle Shadow. But I like that a little bit more. Yeah. So I'd probably rank it above uh, these two movies. But, yeah. Okay. So you're the reverse rankings of me. Yes. Hey, no, no, guys. Yeah. But we all know that uh, Rush Hour Three was the top of all the options. Oh my God! Can't <laughs> yeah. wait for Rush I Hour mean, Four, by the way. Yeah, sort of in that vein. Where, where do you guys place this? Sort of in uh, the scope of Jackie Chan's career and canon. Like, do you, do you like this more than most of his Cantonese films, or is it sort of in the middle? Or uh, do you like it more than his American films? What What are your guys' general opinions on that? I mean, I, I put his American films usually further down. Uh, mm -hmm. there is a uh, I mean when, I don't know like I mean when it comes to impressive stunts on his comedy like his later films like from early 80s uh, mm -hmm. I would say are are more enjoyable at the same time like you know they're even more enjoyable when you learn the behind the scenes and you're like oh he almost died there oh he broke you know his call there oh he broke like his entire back there and he barely he can still walk like impressive uh, mm -hmm. but like his later films are not like just class like kung fu movies his later films are more of jackie chan action films you know mm -hmm. right yeah i mean this and drunken master are really his only couple well maybe he has a couple others so maybe i don't want to speak too soon but there are a couple of his only uh like old school kung fu films that are sort of in that older mode mm -hmm. where he's not in like contemporary times or he's not like a pirate or something like that yeah yeah or like a special agent or whatever yeah he's he's 24 at this point he's probably done like 20 plus movies he's gotten he's gotten credit for he's he has proper properly been credited in 14 movies before this he came out with he came out starring in six or seven movies in the the same year as uh snake of the eagle shadow including the drunken master so i mean pretty impressive resume already as a 24 year old but nothing that you can recognize him as far as i can recall uh until like these two movies it seems like his pairing with uh um, Yuan Sin, Sin Tin, Sweet Tin, 
-hmm. seems to like really make him more approachable actor and stuff like show him up a little bit better yeah i think this role and drunken master are considered his real breakouts i think those roles before it are really small like i think he's someone that dies to bruce Mm -hmm. lee in uh one of one of those films but i don't even know if you'd recognize him from that uh yeah. yeah, he's a lot more kind of a yeah side characters. He plays side characters or like obscure evil guy that shows up at the end in a few of the older films before he kind of starts doing his own thing uh, and becoming a lead. Um, yeah, these are definitely the mo- most earliest that I have seen him where he's the main lead. Um, I I really liked the drunken master, like I said. I think I would agree from the stunts perspective, like he goes, like dials it up to 11 and like Project A and a couple of other of his movies that come up later uh, throughout the 80s. And those are really a lot of fun, police story. Um, mm. Yeah. <clears throat> so those are, those are a lot of fun. And I think uh, from, from action perspective, but I think they're, they're all, they also work really well from the comedic perspective. Uh, so I like I, I like his later in the eighty movies, a lot more. But it seems like this is really what kind of you know, kicks off his career properly. So. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely wouldn't say no to watching Snake and the Eagle's Shadow again. Uh, I mean, I I think I'm kind of in the similar boat to both of you. I, for me, the ultimate eighties film that he did is uh, definitely Police Story. Uh, I think the stunt work in that is probably the best he's mm-hmm. done, and and he has his comedy down in that film in a way that I feel like he doesn't quite—he's not quite mm-hmm. there, especially early on in this film. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I like this film, but it's definitely not my favorite Jackie Chan. Um, and similar to Inyaki, and I guess you two meet. Uh, I I also like his Cantonese output more than his American output later on. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the problem with the American output is that it had American directors. Yeah. It's the damn labor unions, Inyaki. <laughs> I mean, he, he complained himself, though, that uh, ignoring the stunt part, uh, he complained about how, um, you know, they would have like an amazing choreogra- choreographed fight. Even with all the precautions, you know, they had like a very good choreographed fight. And then he would see the final product and it was just cut like into a million little pieces. And mm-hmm. you don't get to enjoy that. So I mean, that's that's the beauty of, of right. watching these movies like like this one is where you you really get to enjoy the choreography like what you know a, a fucking expert in martial arts on on entertainment basically mm-hmm. put together as opposed to what an editor thought was good. Mm-hmm. Right, and I think that's what's also got, allows a film like this. I mean, this film is old now. I mean, it is 43 years old. I mean, I think it allows it to, to age quite well. I mean, this is like, despite being none of our favorite Jackie Chan films, I think we'd all rewatch this film, um, maybe not tomorrow, but sometime in the future, just because it's a fun right. movie. I mean, like, this this is an easy film to digest. It's it's pure comfort Although, food. What, what, uh, one yeah. thing I was going to add to this is, what, what what's impressive, though, is how Hollywood has actually, like, come around to this and like now you do mm-hmm. see movies like John Wick where you I mean the fights are not as impressive because you know Jack I mean Jack if you compare Keanu Reeves and Jackie Chan I mean Jackie Chan obviously is much more of a martial arts uh, arts uh, master but the the fight scenes that you see in a movie like John Wick or uh, that, that series are actually long takes 
of just people mm-hmm. beating the shit out of each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's come full yeah. circle. Yeah, they've realized that cutting it to shreds isn't always the uh, necessarily the right move. I think one reason people. we like the the eighties movies and the mid mid eighties and late eighties uh, movies from Jackie Chan is probably because also he was the director of those movies too. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of those, mm-hmm. and so he was probably able to dial it up to 11 because he knew his strengths and like how far he wanted to go like any other director probably wouldn't put jackie chan's life in harm's way but like he himself being the director he could like (laughs) fuck his own body up just for doing some of those stunts that he's done i mean he certainly put himself in harm's way as the director i mean it makes me wonder what those uh days were like uh at at the set where it's like oh fuck jackie went to the hospital at 7 30 a.m i guess we're we're off for the whole day (laughs) he he thinks he'll be better by thursday so i'll see you then i mean (laughs) it'd be so ridiculous um but speaking of uh him directing and and directors in general i mean we haven't even talked about the director of this film who i think is also pretty notable i wasn't sure if that was on your talking points that was uh, not i uh not i'm not too familiar with uh uh, Hong Kong directors. So, if you want to lead this, or uh, so, sure, so sure. Uh, Yuan Wu Ping is the director of this movie. He also directed, yeah, and Drunken Master. Yeah, and, and he's had a real storied career. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think in terms of directing Jackie Chan, I think he did this, The Drunken Master, and maybe one other film. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's also most known for um, uh, being just a big time fight choreographer. Uh, did Crouching Tiger, uh, did Kill Ooh, Bill, did The Matrix. So he's had a really, really big storied career, and this is the first film that he directed as well. Um, and uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure that his directorial style necessarily stands out in an unparalleled way here, but the film is good, and uh, this guy has had a pretty uh, great career that's long outlasted sort of uh, mm-hmm. the martial arts cinema, which is really not much of a thing these days in, in Hong Kong. At least, certainly not compared to its heyday in the seventies and eighties. Yeah. Right. Um, seems like he's done. So he's done Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Kung Fu Hustle, Fearless. Um, so yeah, I guess I wouldn't have expected him to have done Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and Fearless. Watching this movie, Kung Fu Hustle, kind of like with the humor and stuff, I can sort of see him going in that direction. But um, seems like as a director, he's He's really come out and found his own style over time. Like us talking about using a lot yeah. of montage and tropes to going into some something that's so significantly unique. Uh, right. And he, I mean, he's a good choreographer too. Yeah. I mean, you just think about the skill to, I mean, the skill to have Jackie Chan do stuff in this film is probably very different from having like Keanu Reeves doing like a special effects thing in like the Matrix. Mm-hmm. And or Uma Thurman and and uh, Vivek uh, like Vivica Fox and and like Kill Bill and stuff like that, but I think all those films are are the choreography does stand out uh, in mm-hmm. all those films as being um, a highlight. So I think he's uh, someone that has done some great work uh, for decades. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, thank you for sharing that information. Inyaki, do you know do you know much about this director's work or? Well, I mean, like now that you mentioned all these movies, then I would say yeah. yes, yes, I do. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, clear. I mean, yeah, the guy is a master at directing uh, mm-hmm. martial arts choreography. I mean, 
but whether it's this one, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, uh, Kung Fu Hustle, which is a great movie that I need to rewatch. I haven't seen for so long. Um, mm -hmm. On the Matrix fight scenes, um, mm -hmm. it's a guy who really allows you to to take take in the actual fighting as opposed to take take that away from you. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. Well said. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, he's got a cool dad too. <laughs> a cool what? Cool father. Cool dad. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, as an old man, yeah, it was an interesting choice to like direct your own father in these movies, but like it, I think he worked wonders. Like old man was amazing. I think he's great, and I'm a little hesitant to say this, but uh, do we think he killed his old man by putting him through these films? He, he died while filming a different... I mean, he dies a year later. I'm just going to say. He, I think It's a morbid thought. So but... I, I read up somewhere. He died trying to film a Samo Hung movie as, uh, as the, that was being directed by Samo Hung, I think. Um, oh, and apparently, it seemed like, I don't know if this necessarily goes into him dying, but, like, it seemed like it was a stressful time. Apparently, he had to go into different hotels because producers were following him for some reason and shit. So, died of a heart attack. Uh, yeah. So, the answer is uh, that the Hong Kong film industry killed him. <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Um we're coming to an end. Um, the last category that we I want to discuss is just winners and losers. Who did you think won at the end, lost at the end? It's from from just like the plot point of the movie. It's very obvious to a certain level, but I'm just kind of interested in hearing if you have any uh, any interesting picks. Uh, James, do you want to kick this off so that like maybe Inyaki gets a little bit of time to think about it as well? So, in terms of characters, or just, like, the players involved in the film? Uh, either way. Yeah, uh, just what you're... Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like everyone that was involved in this film uh, professionally probably had big win. Mm -hmm. I mean, really kicked off Jackie Chan's career, kicked off Yoon Woo Ping's career. Um, I mean, to think that if this film didn't come out, we wouldn't have any of those films that he directed or, or choreographed or... Uh, I mean, Jackie Chan, who knows if he would have taken off mm -hmm. in the same way. Um, so, uh, so I mean, I'm, uh, uh, I mean, those are definitely a, a couple of the winners yeah. here. Uh, but who is... Uh, losers, Baron Trump. Baron Trump. Uh, <laughs> Magist magistrate's son. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll just call him uh, Magistrate Trump's son. Uh, definitely a loser in this film. Although I would still watch that Netflix series, uh, so give them some money, Netflix. I think they might need it, actually. Uh, <laughs> they might be homeless uh, if... Uh... <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, um, yeah. Uh, go ahead. I would say, I mean, I'm going to pick... I'm not going to be a wimp, and I will pick one winner, and it's the old man. He's my yeah. winner. He's, he, nice. He... Uh, like I mean, the, the, in reality, the, the he was kind of like the almost the main character of the movie, and uh, but yeah, sure, Jackie Chan as an actor was probably the ultimate winner because Jackie Chan became big because of this, but the old man, 
to me for the movie itself was the winner uh and the loser was actually uh uh the minister's not not the son but actually the own the the actual minister or whatever his name not the uh what's his name the magistrate the they magistrate just call him magistrate as far as yeah I the recall. magistrate yeah. yeah the magistrate was a loser because he had to deal with that son <laughs> but he's the one who brought him up too so like you know he was yeah but that's to, to he have owned, he owned like half the town which sure. by the way there was not a whole lot in the town from what i could see there was one alleyway three schools and a maybe brothel. another shop but you you just hear about it from reference yeah and one alley yeah and uh, and a couple the, of hills and the brothel let's not so forget about the brothel oh yeah yeah you i, I knew I mean, you were I, a sinner I, I'm in glad. <laughs> thinking about oh, the yeah, brothel the russian guy definitely definitely a loser <laughs> the russian guy that's that's who i was gonna pick gets uh oh shit yeah, sorry yeah. sorry to rain on your it's, parade it's all good like we can transition i guess unless inyaki wants yeah. to add more no no um, who won who won um i think i think like i would i would second what you said um so i'll, I'll pick my own but like I, yeah I, i'll pick uh uh jackie chan but i would also second what you said which is uh yuan su tin i don't think i would have ever seen Yuan Su Tin in The Old Man in any other movies. Like, it just happened that he was casted in this movie and he, like, really, really shined. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wonder if it had to, anything yeah. to do with his son knowing how funny his father was or what. But uh, <laughs> it, it worked he, out really well. He's really good. He's amazing. I, yeah. I mean, how, how old are your parents? I mean, like, um, are they... They're probably about the yeah, same age as this Yeah, guy. my parents are in their early 60s so yeah i don't think they could yeah. they would come even close to being able to do any I, of the stunts that he does um even without I mean, the stunts man that he, you know uh, you can tell i mean thinking about this guy it's like he did these two super iconic films mm -hmm. and then he like dies the next yeah. year it's like yeah. he, it's like literally like the peak of his career i'm reading his wikipedia right now and uh he was the father of 11 children so his seed still lives on his offspring still lives on the five eldest sons were known collectively as the UN clan, and they all worked in the Hong Kong film industry. And then it says at the end, has UN also had additional sons and three daughters. <laughs> so nice. He was a very nice. fertile, fertile man. Yes. 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 He probably has great grandkids around all over the place. There you go. That's a good way to leave behind legacy and starring in some awesome movies with Jackie Chan. Um, mm -hmm. All right. Um, thank you all for joining. James, Inyaki, really great talking to you. Uh, thank you if for If you guys want me. to listen more of James and Inyaki, also please listen to, uh, please subscribe to Film to Film Podcast. Uh, they do more of um, a different collection of movies. How would you describe them, James, Inyaki? Inyaki, you want to go? Uh, we, we do movies that we like. <laughs> there we go all right yeah fair enough and we switch off so we're kind of all over the place a lot of uh international films. yeah yeah that's it's the main focus is international films uh italian south american european etc yeah i also guest uh guest joined them in one of the giallo films uh podcast 
um, I forget the name. Something about the bird. The bird with the crystal plumage. There we go, the bird with the crystal plumage. Thank you. And that was a fun movie, and that was a fun uh, podcast to do with you guys. So it's great talking to you. Thank you, Nyaki, for guest joining us. Thanks for inviting. Guesting, yeah. And thanks, James, for joining this podcast. Of course, it was a fun one.